Welcome back. You're listening to Half Hour to Health. I'm Dr. Stephanie from Crossroads Chiropractic with Dr. Barry Taylor of New England Family Health Center in Massachusetts. He's an excellent naturopath with over 40 years experience talking with us today about Lyme. And you have some top 10 tips relative to Lyme that you're going to share with the listeners. Yeah. And here's the first tip. Don't count this as one of the 10. Lyme rarely occurs in a vacuum. You know, it's, it's common. Your practice might practice. Somebody comes in and says, do I have this? And, and you, you want to do the best you can to answer yes, yes or no. Um, and if it's no, well, what else could it be? If it's yes, then just like if somebody had chronic candida, just like if somebody had breast cancer, just like if somebody had asthma, we want to be really careful of not just, well, what should I do for that? which is a very reasonable question, which I would like to offer in the next few moments, some reasonable answers. As long as the listeners remember that anything we have happens in the context of what else is going on in the body. That'll be clear in the next few moments. So the first thing I, I do for people who come in and say, I know I have Lyme, or I'm not sure, but could you help me? is I'm looking at the entire immune system. I'm not just looking at, oh, their pop gun, and then their pistol, and then they took a rifle, and then they took a cannon, and you know what are we gonna do to kill the Lyme infectious agent? I'm looking at, one, what's the status of the whole immune system? You know What's going on with their white blood cells? And I'm looking at some of the following. Zinc, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, CoQ10, vitamin B. I'm looking at what's the context. Now, if I hadn't treated them before they either had the bite, maybe I can see a bullseye. Many times, this is long after, I don't see any bullseye. So I don't have any baselines. But I can still get a baseline of, okay, we're going to get to, through my electrodermal screening, whether you do or don't have Lyme. But I want to know what the context is in the rest of your body to deal with what you've got. So I'm really uncovering what are your strengths. Two, I'm going to look at all heavy metals. Now, there's nothing in any literature between aluminum, lead, and, and, and cadmium, and mercury, and its relationship with Lyme, except that if somebody has a heavy metal, it's undermining their immune system. So when I'm looking at you do or don't have Lyme, I want their immune system to be as optimally functioning as possible. Similarly, three, I'm going to look at do they have any other allergies do they have any other sensitivities? Do they have a history of strep? Do they have a history of chronic vaginitis? Do they have a history of any other, what's been going on in the last one, two, three, four, five, 15, 20 years? Because how their body deals with the Lyme, if they have it, is going to depend on whether they have any other infectious agents that are buried. Different than, they don't. well, they don't have a cough. So in my paradigm, a lot of people who have had mono or chronic fatigue or lots of strep or staph or other kinds of, I used to have a lot of candida, is I want to make sure all of that's clear. So if I'm treating the Lyme, which I'm about to get to, I'm treating it in an open field as opposed to I've got a lot of interference. Four, I want to evaluate adrenals and blood sugar. 
I want somebody to be snacking mid-morning, mid-afternoon. I want them to not have a great breakfast and not eat anything till 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I want to keep their adrenals as strong as possible because we know how slippery Lyme is. We know people have it for 2, 3, 4, 5, 10 years, and it is very possible to get over it and never have it again. But if people come in and you take their history, they've been run down for a long time. So again, it's not just treating the Lyme, but if they have any adrenal, um, uh, it, it's not a pathology, Dr. Steph, like Addison's or Cushing's, but, but they're, they're, their adrenals are, are, are having a hard time coping, and that's why they need coffee, or that's why late in the afternoon they're tired, or that's why their hair is thinning or falling out, or that's why their eyes are sensitive to bright light. So there are ways of looking at adrenal strength. Five, I evaluate their microbiome. You and I did a whole show on microbiome some months ago. So if I'm going to be looking at how do I optimize this person who usually comes in and they've done one, two, three rounds of doxycycline, wondering why they got better, and then three months after they stopped the doxycycline, their symptoms came back. I really want to have their ability to absorb, have their ability to assimilate, be way better than a normal person. And I'm looking at healthy flora, and I'm looking at are there any other competitive organisms in their bowel that's not going to be helpful. Nothing in the literature that says that it's directly related to Lyme, but in my functional model, I want to get their digestion and their microbiome working great. Six, uh-oh, ready? Ready. Sure. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask him to eliminate alcohol and sugar. Ouch. Ouch. Now, this could only be for a month or two or three. This is not for the rest of your life. This is like if we want to get your body to fun we want your B vitamins to be as high as possible. We want you to seven, increase your veggies, not just decrease alcohol and sugar. We want you to alkalize your body. We want to create an environment which is going to be not very hospitable to that Lyme living in your body. So I don't have to say you have to do a strict cleanse, but I'm going to encourage that person to really eat as clean as possible. And if they have to do a half a glass of wine on the weekend, bless it, this half a glass of wine is going to help me get rid of Lyme. In other words, I'll be flexible. But, but we want to be careful about just eating any amount of sugar and any amount of alcohol, which might not be great. Now, eight. Got a couple more tips. Okay. Um, there's a um, link that if anybody sends me their email, drbarry at drbarrytaylor.com, uh, there's an amazing link by NIH online. You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And all this research done on all sorts of natural therapeutics and how it affects Lyme from 2006, 2007, 2009, 2015. I mean, it's just amazing. So I wrote down, because I know what I've been using. I use something called cat's claw. It's a vine from South America. Uh, there's another um, herb that's a tree from South America called October. O-C-T-O-B-A. In combination, this NIH article link that I can send to people says that they synergize with one another. They're both very effective on Borealib, on Lyme, but they even work better if you use them together. 
Neat. Really? Wow. Um, so that's from the jungle of South America. Um, uh, there are a lot of studies on Lyme disease and grapefruit seed extract, also known as GSE. It tastes somewhere between horrible and terrible, so, which is like awful, like, oh my goodness. So I have people take it in a 250 milligram capsule because you can get it in um, liquid and one drop equals 100 milligrams. And I did it once and have huge empathy for any client of mine who takes something and says it tastes <laughs> awful. <laughs> However, grapefruit seed extract is very good for a lot of things and there's research on how it helps uh, Lyme. Monolaurin is an antiviral. For some reason in this NIH article, they mentioned it as having 50% effectiveness on Lyme disease. Wow. Wow. I haven't used mono, I use monolaurin on uh, chronic fatigue and on herpes and on other kinds of viruses. However, I mentioned it because I read it. Now, a couple of last things. One of the most important things in this context of looking at all the vitamins and minerals, you know, looking at the microbiome with the things that I just mentioned, I use something, Dr. Steph, called a homocord. So in homeopathy, you can use one remedy for something. But if you use the thing itself, for instance, if you had poison ivy, do you know that the homeopathic remedy for poison ivy is? Poison ivy. But not in liquid form, obviously, because that would be the herbal. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing substantive left in Rus tox, which is the Latin for poison ivy. But so if you use a potentized version of poison ivy for poison ivy, can't be herbal, it's amazing how it'll help facilitate somebody. Uh, the, na the name of that is called a nozode. It's a particular kind of, you're giving somebody the thing itself. So if somebody had aluminum toxicity, I might use aluminum potentized. For lime, I'll use different frequencies at different levels of lime. So rather than give them one frequency, I'll give them five or six. There's a name for that and it's called a home accord. It's, it, it's, not, it's not different homeopathics. It's not different remedies in a combination. It's the same thing. You're hitting it at different frequencies. And I would say for almost every one of my um, acute and especially chronic Lyme clients who come in, I'll, give, I'll make up a bottle for them of a home accord. Sorry, they can't drink coffee. Coffee is an antidote for homeopathics. Um, and, and, and that, with a lot of other things, I've, I've had great success where people have been struggling for months or years. Last thing before you give me any questions is uh, I get people to do visualizations. I get people to be quiet for three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes. I, 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 I have them be in a bubble. I have them go to a beach. I have them sit at a stream in their mind's eye. And to access their own capacity to heal, I ask them to quieten the active monkey mind, and with or without music, I'll make a tape for them, I won't make a tape for them. One of the things I do with everybody uh, with Lyme, because Lyme is one of those things where people have so much frustration. They, they read so much negative chatter on the net 
they speak to so many, they hear so many other war stories where people have suffered with it for years and years and years and years, and then there's this narrative out there that I'm going to have this forever, is that the 10th tip I would offer everybody is no matter what you do, even if you're doing doxycycline and none of the other stuff I just mentioned resonates for you, is find a place to be quiet so that you can just calm, center, ground yourself, and just start seeing yourself healing in whatever way that speaks to you. Excellent. Thank you so much for being on the show today. If you've just tuned in and you've missed any of it, um, please contact Dr. Barry Taylor at drbarry at drbarrytaylor.com. You can email him with your questions. Also, you can go to the website, www.drbarrytaylor.com. Some of the links to the previous radio shows are there as well. As we mentioned, there was a fantastic one on the gut and microbiome. You can check that out as well. Thanks for listening here on Half Hour to Health. We'll be back next weekend here on WTPL.